Another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Sugar and KB, what it is? What's up? Can Getting a player up. just keep in touch? I thought we were saying getting them guts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you say? Yeah. In the version? That's another, like he say, can a player get in them guts? No, the, the edited version, can a player just keep in touch? That's the edited, but that's the that's real that's version that's says, version. can yeah. I get in them guts? Can I get in those guts? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he nasty. Really you never nasty. heard that? Where you no. been? Apparently know. under a rock. She was yeah. listening to the PG version. I was. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I'm clearly the good girl of the podcast. Are the you? Are you? I am. What? I am. S- says who? With, with the information that we know about you? Really? Is that what we There is nothing. <laughs> but you put but you put everybody else shit in the street though. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I just said I'm I had, girl. Oh, I edited shit out. Don't worry about it. You put my shit out. I edited, bitch. Oh, excuse me. African queen. I actually that too, but that wasn't me who did that. that uh, was, well, yeah. It was me. Oh, it was it you. That was, <laughs> was not me. I was spade a spade. Thank you. Well, you know what? I'm not going to laugh about something else with Shook this week. Because oh, she had really? some shit change up. <laughs> and she was on that bitch bragging at the last live episode. Oh, right. Well, clearly that shit is over. So we ain't got to But we're not going to mention that. it. No. But we're not going to mention it. But I was going to get It will come up. It will come up in future episodes. Please believe. <laughs> the wound is it's too fresh right now. We can't deal nah, with it fuck, yet. Yes, the fuck you can. No. Yes, we can. No. But anyway, how am I doing? I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. <laughs> With injuries, but go ahead. I sure how you do it. I'm good. Wait, so we're not talking about what we're we're excited about or what we're looking forward to. No, yet, we're back we? to a regular episode. So we are what what are what you excited about? about? I'm excited. I'm going to North Carolina tomorrow. I get to see my god babies and I'm going to the Hopscotch Festival. So I'm gonna see Raphael Sadiq and Little Brother. I'm really Wait, excited. What? <laughs> Yeah, festival. <laughs> that's the name. It's a music festival, but that's the name of it. So they have all kinds of artists um, performing. But I'm really just going to see Raphael Sadiq and Little Brother because Little Brother has not put out an album in almost ten years. So it'll be cool to see them performing in their hometown. So well, well Little Brother should be like Big Brother by now, right? <laughs> it's been ten years. I. I can't stand you. You make me sick. Oh, where's a lie? That was funny. That's anyway. my last day. Anyway, Elle, what are you excited about? Honestly, I don't really have nothing I'm excited about. Like, the school year started. Kids are back. You're breathing. You're excited about Yeah, that? you're right. No, I'm not. Like, to say? these kids are ridiculous. But, you know, honestly, as KB said, I'm breathing and I'm alive. Amen. So, honestly, actually, you know what I'm excited about? I'm excited. This is the first time in two years where I'm not doing schoolwork with my work work. That's right, because you graduated. So, I'm excited about that. Like, I'm just going to work, doing work, 
and not doing homework after work. So that's real. Okay. You enunciated them K's on the end of all of those works, like majorly. I just wanted to say that. Work, 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 work. No, you have to put the K on it. Work, 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 work. No, that doesn't work. Anyway. <laughs> Y'all gonna get tired of making fun of me in the way I speak and I enunciate my words. So prim and proper. Her words. Duh, have we met? Her words. Only sometimes. Um, is anybody gonna ask me what I'm excited about? Yeah, what you excited about, KB? I beat a traffic case yesterday. What? <laughs> so really quickly i was headed to a a doctor's appointment for my daughter and i'm like one house from an intersection a four-way intersection and i literally wait wait before you finish not one block one house i know you weren't talking about l just for my daughter and you're you're really prim and proper. I, I, I had got go. it. I had well well that you should have. You should have. <laughs> and I like to get professional when I talk about my child. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm one house from the four way intersection, and I've seen people literally run this this stop sign. So I'm pretty cautious about you know. And, okay, so let's just be honest. I drive like NASCAR. I know that. Anyway, thank you. So, yeah, wow, that's a word. I got a NASCAR thank jacket you so much and everything. For being so, I'm at the stop sign. Like, I approach the stop sign. I'm one house from the stop sign. I approach the stop sign. I am kind of in a rush. I stop, and I, you know, how you can see the other cars coming up, but you're the first one there. So, I mm-hmm. knew I had to ride away. So, I stopped real quick and then I went. I wish I had a sound effect that could like do the police car sirens. So they pull me over. How about I don't have my updated insurance card? Oh, KB. Well, it was in the other car, and a lady was like, "The other like, car." Don't do that. She real fancy, y'all. She got two cars. I mean, a lot of people got two cars. So I could not get to the other car. I'm like, yo, I could just walk back. Like I'm two houses away from my house. You know what I mean? So. They ended up letting me. Oh, then I found the shit wasn't renewed. I was like, ooh, <gasps> not no, 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 not the insurance, but the my car the registration, the registration. registration. Oh, so they let me do that in the car, like while I'm sitting there, because I just, I mean, you got two cars that you got to manage. Like I can't remember what car is what. You're right, because I used to go through that. So exactly, you. like you said, I, like I told y'all, a lot of people had two cars. Shit is not like an anomaly. So anyway. Um, I felt like ballers I knew that I had cars. Huh? I said ballers have two cars. Like not, not necessarily. Be... Well, never mind. Go ahead. I'm just playing my worst thing. You ain't circumstances, but go ahead. KB. Right. I was about to say, um, yeah, you, yours was under a different type of situation. Yeah. But Very true. You're, you're just a baller. That, can that, that part. Cars. Who is? KB is a baller. No, no, no. I'm not. Don't put that shit out. So anyway. <laughs> Don't put that shit in the atmosphere. Because bitches might think they're going to try to get me and you're not. Like, <laughs> ho, you coming out in the pocket fucking with me. I'm just going to put that out there. So anyway, so anyway, okay, long story, I can keep on going along with the story. But I'm like, I know I stopped. Because I, first of all, I have my child in the car. I try to drive a little bit like more careful when she's in the car with me. And I know I just wanted to ran no stop sign. I never ran a stop sign before. So I took the shit to court. And I had my court date yesterday and I was about to plead guilty just so they can take the points off my car and pay $206. Mm -hmm. But when the lady was like, 
so you're admitting to guilt. I was like, no, I'm not guilty. I just got to go. I got a two o'clock work call. And so she was like, no, I can't accept that. No, nah, it's okay. Okay, I'm guilty. No, I already know that you're saying that you're not. So I can't take it. We'll just have court right here, right now. Oh, okay, good, okay. great. So, because I've been sitting there for 50 minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know, after I told her what happened, I was like, I saw the police pull up, which I really didn't, but it's cool. So I was like, but I, I really wouldn't have ran that lo- no stop sign. Like, I know that. So anyway, um, my case got dismissed. Yay. And I saved $206, so I'm happy. Fantastic, because I'm about to pay this $200 speeding ticket to MPD at the end of the month. Yeah, they done got me a couple of times. Don't worry about it. Uh-uh. And I mean, yeah, a couple of times fucking around in D.C. and Maryland. So, yeah. Uh-uh. That's at NASCAR. So of, right. So, speaking of driving, what's the drink of the day? Well, <laughs> what? what? What drinking what and driving? What? Well, uh, we don't do that. They don't. But, <laughs> but you know, I think I decided to give my liver a rest tonight. You know, I feel like after listening to the last episode, the live episode, episode fifteen, <laughs> we I were felt lit, lit, like lit. lit. We made okay. So world, no, we just KB. No, no, yeah, it was really me. But no, you got real <laughs> loud at the end. Uh, sure, you was you yeah. was feeling yourself at the end. I was, you I was. was it was y'all two, not me. Let's put that out there. No, you you messed up on a couple of words because you couldn't get yourself together. It wasn't just <laughs> us. Uh, you might be right. But I stayed high the whole time. I think that was the difference. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you started. Yeah. I started. Yeah. I start. Y'all had to catch up. I was all ready. But you know what? Let me just let the world know we made some changes. <laughs> Yes, we did, Lord. Yes, we did. So you so awareness will, is a thing. Awareness is a thing, and you will not have to hear <laughs> that again in the future live. We're going God to do another bless. live episode. Don't worry God about that. But it, it, it's an experience for those who are there. They yeah. will tell you, and we have some clippings of people's experiences, so we will be putting that out. But anyway. Long story short, we're not doing a drink of the day because we need to save our livers today. We need to recover. Yeah. We're detoxing. <laughs> Moving along. Okay. So what's been happening, Shug? Oh, child. Okay, so we'll start this one off on a sad note. So there was news that LaShawn Daniels, who's a famous songwriter, passed away due to a car crash in North Carolina. Like, I'd never heard of him before. But apparently he's written a number of hits for people like Lady Gaga, Brandy, and Monica. Like, he wrote The Boy Is Mine. What else did he write? He wrote... Telephone. um, Yeah, he wrote Telephone for Lady Gaga, Lose My Breath for Destiny's Child, If You Had My Love. And Tamar's album. Yes. Yeah. um, Tamar's album, Love and War. Yeah, and It's Not Right, But It's Okay by Whitney Houston. So, like, a really heavy hitter in the in the music world so he passed away earlier this week due to a car crash so gosh and kevin hart had that car crash you know yeah speaking up yeah so that was the the next topic so kevin hart was in a serious car crash and they performed surgery on his back so what was it like three of his vertebrae yeah, it's very serious. But here's the thing with his car crash. So originally they were saying There were three people in the car. So there was the guy that was driving. Kevin was in the passenger seat. And the guy's fiance was in the back seat. And if you've seen the pictures of the car crash, like you could tell it was very serious. Like it was really 
crushed. But here's where the story gets weird. So apparently Kevin was able to get out of the car and somebody from his crew or something came and picked him up and they took him back to the house. So I'm like, that's weird that they would come pick up Kevin. So you just left the other two people in the car. I thought he walked back home. I heard a report that he walked back home because they had just left out of their driveway. Like it didn't happen soon yeah, after they pulled he out. Wasn't, yeah, he wasn't that far away from home, but I, I heard he walked somebody. Back. No, I heard somebody came and got him. But even still, I'm kind of like, that's a little weird that she would leave the other two people. Like, they I would was, just call. They were smashed in there. They said they had to pry the roof off or whatever oh, to get them out. They couldn't get out. Yeah, they couldn't. The other two people couldn't get out that car. Well, so. But, but you're just saying stay but, there with the car and call and. Yeah, call. But I heard that, you know, he, he some kind of a way he got back to the house and his people ended up taking him to the hospital or something. So it's still details are a little cloudy. But yeah, so he had surgery on his back and he's expected to make a full recovery. But he's going to have to go through a couple of months of rehab. What are yeah. you what are you trying to insinuate? Because I feel like you're trying not, to insinuate I'm something. I'm not trying to insinuate something, but I feel like there's more to the story just based off of what? Well, the guy, they did do a test on him, like a drug test and all that. And he yeah, was clear. And he was like fine. he wasn't under the influence. So let's not put that out in the universe. I was so yeah. happy it was his fiance and not another woman. Let's yeah, not, let's not that repeat that. Hallelujah. Yeah, that was something i was concerned about when i heard that there was a woman in the car because i was like kevin please don't like you just got over this cheating yeah. scandal so no, no, i'm happy he's okay well that was gonna be like my question well i had a couple of questions because i didn't delve into the story i just saw headlines so one i saw that there were rumors that it may have been another woman so i'm glad that it wasn't no Mm-mm. but two and Refresh my memory. Who was driving? Was it Kevin or was it his friend no, that was driving? No, it was the friend that was driving. Gotcha. Okay. And he was in the back seat. Yeah. Well, no, he was in the passenger seat. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I don't know. But even while all of this is happening, now there's some controversy surrounding Kevin for the little Nas X interview that he was a part of where they were talking about Little Nas X coming out as gay at like the height of his fame. So they were on an episode of The Shop and Little Nas X was explaining why he did that. And Kevin kind of interrupted him and he said he was gay. So what? So a lot of people are kind of taking issue with him interrupting him during the interview. Yes, Kate. Oh my God. So that's so crazy how stuff can get spun. So I just literally listened to another podcast where one of the guests was on in the shop thing. And they played it back. And if you hear it, he actually was trying to get Lil Nas X that topic off. Like he was trying to move to something else. In other words, saying he's gay. So what? Like it's it's, it's not, not a big, big deal. deal. Right. So it's so funny how people will like you couldn't get upset if you heard how he said it. Because he literally yeah. almost was trying to. I felt like he was probably trying to come to Lil Nas's ex's defense. Um, defense yeah. And almost yeah. like, why did you even ask that question? Because. Charlemagne the God even said, I don't even know why they asked that question. So I think it was to me, I took it as though he was trying to move to something else and say, listen, it's he said he gay. Deal. It's not a big right. deal. So mm-hmm. it's so funny how bitches will, excuse me, people, 
<laughs> they can be bitches. We don't know them. They, yeah, them bitches. Like, like you spin something to make it like a negative when they were simply saying, like, let's not dwell on this. Like, this shit is not big. He gay? Okay, whatever. Like, let's move on to something else. So that's so funny. Anyway. But, um, yeah, so I agree with you because I actually did watch the clip and I feel like people are really blowing it out yeah. of proportion. Like, it's, it's not a big deal, but, you know, whatever. I feel like a lot of people are just coming for Kevin Hart just because it, he's Kevin Hart. But speaking of comedians, that also leads us to Dave Chappelle. So have y'all seen his new special we on Netflix? Oh my, no, but I watched we the rest. Getting ready for the show. Yeah, but I didn't get to watch yes. the whole thing. So I had an opportunity. I didn't either. Yeah, it was magnificent <laughs> very 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 controversial fuck like, that um, it ain't controversial he calling bitches out and i loved can i just say i loved his piece on using the f word compared to using the n word like i thought that shit was genius like you let me say the n word but i can't say the f word and the lady was like but you're not an f and he's like Oh, I don't know if everybody didn't watch this yet. Fuck yeah, it. They should have. Go ahead. Spoiler yeah. alert. Stop your, stop the fucking recording. <laughs> Move, don't stop. Fast, fast forward. forward. About a minute. <laughs> but he says, you know, but I'm not an in either. I was like, yes. And then also what was genius. No, go ahead. I'm one sorry. other thing that was genius, I feel like, was his depiction on the LGBTQ community and how he did not do it from an outsider standpoint, but from an internal standpoint. That's a, I'll stop there. Those are like two of my favorite, but really that Dave Chappelle show and that interaction about the F word in the, the N word. Cause I've been saying like that community is super protected and you cannot yeah. say nothing. And I just thought that was amazing. But again, we've also learned that it's still a race thing, even with the net community. So you black first, I'm going to say that. So, but yeah, anyway, Elle, what you have? So I think that Dave Chappelle is our generation's Richard Pryor. And I say that because like, I don't know if you all have like ever listened to Richard Pryor and his standup, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but he is so raw. And so open. And I didn't really like start paying attention to him or listening to him until my dad brought him up one day. And he just talked about how like Richard Pryor was like one of his favorite comedians. And like I started listening to him and he honestly didn't like he didn't give a fuck about what he said. Like Richard Pryor, Red Fox, even Eddie Murphy from the 80s. Like Eddie Murphy Raw is probably one of the funniest and realest stand up shows ever so i think like dave Chappelle is just taking his you know it's taking his throne like he's the next person like he's the next great black comedian so it, that's sort of my comment about him it was I, I didn't think it was all that <laughs> controversial because i feel like he gave it to everybody equally yes. so it wasn't like he was mm-hmm. specifically targeting anybody but i have to say that juicy smoulier bit <laughs> <laughs> was my favorite part <laughs> well I didn't understand why he was pronouncing the boy name as a French name like I because, didn't because you can't I mean I guess you can but the way he said it, it was just so freaking hilarious because everybody knew exactly who and what he was talking about so that was my favorite part of the whole show so yeah that that was funny I just didn't understand it but that was funny I wanted more like, I literally was like, 
Damn. I thought oh. it was only an hour. I thought it was going to well, be longer. Well, did you guys watch the after special. show? I started yeah. to, but we had to leave to go see Dwayne. Well, I I watched it a few days ago. So I think if people were to watch the after show after the stand up, like even with the LBGTQIA, I think I got them all community, he talks about interacting with this transgender woman after one of the shows. And he's like, you know, I, I see her, she's laughing, she's having a good time. And then he's like, I feel bad because I know I'm about to do this transgender joke. And, um, you know, he does it and she cracks up laughing. So after the show, she stays behind and she's at the bar and like, come have a drink with me. And they have like a really deep conversation or whatever. So he kind of gets a better appreciation for their community. But you know what I said? I said he had to have done some research or knew somebody within those communities to make that Mm -hmm. joke because you have to know that there's, I I wanted them to even touch on race and how all of them are not treated equally. Right. So I was like, he must have had an end, right, to know that that's how they look. Some of them may look at each other, not everybody, but like within that group, how they kind of separate themselves. I just thought that was genius. And I was like, well, he had to have somebody there. That's why I'm sure that everybody that might have got upset about it, bitch, they went in that community. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just I I thought it was genius. I enjoyed it. Is he going to do like I know Eddie Murphy was supposed to do a series of these with mm-hmm. Netflix. Is he supposed to do that too? Or is this just the one? No, well, he had two last year. I saw he had two. Yeah, he had two last year. And then this one just kind of like popped up. Okay. So there might be more in the pipeline for him. I'm not sure what his deal was, but I remember last year it was, um, you know, he got like this huge lump sum of money for doing those too so we'll okay. see but. so i i know we haven't planned on talking about this but just like really quickly i think it needs to be said since we're talking about the transgender joke like you all know or remember who malik yoba is right yes. oh yeah of course we mm-hmm. know who I, he is i loved malik yoba from new york on the cover so he seems to be getting a lot of flack for the comments that he's made in support of trans people and trans attraction especially for the young man that killed himself and committed suicide who was being bullied for dating a trans woman so there's like video of him that's been circulating on the internet about him being bullied by like other black men about being in a relationship with a trans woman so and apparently they broke up he couldn't handle it and he committed suicide well, so let me Malik, yep. let me say his name. His name is Maurice Willoughby. We actually Thank posted you. about him. Of course, he like, you know, Elle said he's out of Philly. So, you know, RIP to him um, in going through that situation. But, you know, supposedly he was going to kill the transgender girlfriend and himself and she got really? away. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was just like you say, he was being bullied. And I think he got to his his like breaking his point. Yeah, breaking point. point. Yeah. And he supposedly was going to kill both like a do a murder suicide situation and she got away she got away like ran and got away from him and he just ended up killing himself so it's it's a super sad situation but yeah he was he was in support of that guy like just speaking out you know to support him but yeah right but also one step further like he not only 
talked about Maurice, but he also talked about being trans attracted himself and how it's cis men. Oh, okay. did he really say that? Because they said supposedly he's going to clear it up and they weren't right. sure if there he was saying. Video. Okay. And so there is a video that was posted and he was, you know, and he did make the comment, like, in case you misunderstood what I said. So I think with the first video or the first comment that he made, like, people probably mistook what he said and was saying, you know, like, he wasn't saying that he's trans attracted. And but I think he's saying that there's nothing wrong oh. if you are. Yeah. But he's also in hot water because there was a transgender prostitute who came out and said that, you know, she knows that he's trans attracted because he was sleeping with her mm. when between the ages of 13 and 16. So that's a whole nother layer that... um we don't we don't we don't know we don't know this but it's it's she was a a prostitute but at the height of when he was on new york undercover supposedly he was soliciting her for sex yeah and then too you know these people today they just like they like clout they like attention you just don't know but then also his baby mama i don't know if it was his ex-wife or his baby mom well i know it's the mother of his children also said that you know this was probably a conversation that you should have had with your children because she felt like he was setting the story up so he could come out with his story about being in a relationship with a transgender woman she don't know that shit either next Okay, well, next. So, <laughs> speaking. I like so, New York undercover, and ain't nobody gonna change my mind. Nah. I mean, well, it's supposed to be coming too. back. So, you know, it I is. don't know what happened, but it's supposed to be coming back. But anyway. So, this might just so, be an uh, opportunity for him to get in the, in the news. Who knows? Go ahead. But, so I had to stop. I had to put this on here because this headline just um, caught my attention. So, people.com. There's a um an article about Rick Ross. So it says Rick Ross's new memoir reveals huh. suffered seizure <laughs> so severe he defecated in bed with a woman. Y'all. Huh. Y'all. I just yes. want to do that noise one what? more time. Pause. What? Huh. Go ahead. This stupid girl. This crazy well, girl. He don't need the huh, because apparently he couldn't control his sphincter and he shit in bed while he was with this woman. So well, you what know what? You shit happens. No, no, you better not shit on me after we just got finished smashing. You that's what you better not do. I don't think he's he's shot on her though, right? Like, and if we doing it, your butt shouldn't be nowhere near me. No, so that I part. think they were just laying in bed and he But had, he's not gonna be spooning me. I'm gonna be spooning him. So again, his ass not gonna be nowhere near me. But I know who not cleaning those sheets. It ain't going to be me. All right. So listen. So this is his own words. So okay. I caught a call. I caught a cold the day before and had a bad cough. I've been taking DayQuil and using Vicks Vapor Rub all day. When I went to bed that night, I had a seizure, but I didn't come out of it the way I usually do. My breathing was all fucked up. At around 3.30 in the morning, the girl I was with went downstairs and told Tomcat I had shit myself and was foaming at the mouth. A few minutes later, I was able to get myself out of bed. I still wasn't breathing right, but I got into the shower to clean myself off and try to get myself together. When the paramedics and police arrived, I had time cat turn them away. I'd been through this before. I'd be straight. But then I started coughing up blood in the shower. That had never happened before. So apparently, he was 
mixing um, drugs. Mm-hmm. So you remember this was around the time, I think I want to say it was what, when Lean and all of that, when all the rappers was drinking, drinking Lean and all of that. So he was... Did just, somebody die from drinking that? There's a lot of people that died. I want to say, what was it, Pimp C? Pimp C did. Um, the DJ out of, another, out of Texas, DJ Screw. Yeah, true. That's it. Yeah, they, so, for some reason, they still think this shit is a joke. I don't get it. Me either. Yeah, he was abusing codeine and... Codeine? Uh, yeah, that's in the call, Sarah. But, you know, mm-hmm. the Vicks oh. even, those can actually cause seizures. So, for him to already have had a seizure disorder or maybe it was brought on because he was drinking his syrup, it's just crazy. And, and there's not enough examples of people who have died, like you guys have said, for y'all to be like, let me not play with this stuff. Like, let me just not play with it. But okay. Yeah, but I mean, it was serious because he was what? Was he in a coma? I think at one point he was in a coma. Um, so everybody was like really concerned for him. So that's what was happening. But anyway, he wrote about it in um, in his book. So he has a memoir called Hurricanes that's coming out and he talks about it. But after that, he completely turned his life around. He's lost like a lot of weight. I think he's lost at least 75 pounds <gasps> so he's he's doing better he's taking care of himself <laughs> and he looks good he does so, he does yeah, shout he out to 305 really so speaking of turning lives around after the live taping and we went to um the dwelly show oh i thought you were gonna say after the live taping we decided not to drink no more that's how we turned no, our life we're around not. we're never we giving that up not to drink anymore who did we're, that we're never giving that up in uh, the words of Kiki Burris, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. But no. So after we went to the concert um, and you went to bed super early, so at least I wasn't the grandma that night. She but anyway. Don't tell my yeah. business again. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do it. At the show, I drunk sparkling water the entire time. Don't she do did. it. Did at the show. She did. I even paid for it. Mm. I gave you your money back. Help I cash at you. I know. Oh my God. The other day. <laughs> but then I just said she paid back. Anywho, go on, Shug. But yeah, so Elle and I stayed up and we were watching um, Black Women Own the Conversation. So this was the episode talking about motherhood, right? Yes. And um, so the women in the audience were speaking about their experiences between themselves and their mothers and also being mothers themselves. And there was a young lady who stood up and was talking about her story about how she was born in a correctional facility, actually um, in Baltimore County. So probably not too far from where I live, but L, you remember the story a little bit better than I do. So, so this particular woman talked about how, Um, Like you said, she was born in a correctional facility. Her father was killed and her mother was five months pregnant with her. She lived with her grandmother, but she ended up being on her own at 12 years old. At 16, she had her first child and she kept having children between 16 and 31. And she had nine kids. And she talked about how Basically, she didn't realize that a thank you would lead to a baby. Mm. She knew where babies came from, of course. She knew 
you know, that having sex would result in a child, but she didn't realize that her needing a place to stay, for example, because she had nowhere else to go and telling a man, thank you would lead to him wanting sex from her and Mm -hmm. not realizing that thank you wouldn't be enough, you know, that he would want more. So yeah, so she ended up having nine kids and it wasn't, she said it wasn't until she was 31 that she realized, you know, she didn't need to do those things anymore, that, that there were certain things about herself that she needed to change. And like one thing that you and I were talking about that night was sometimes if you don't have anyone to teach you, even if it's not a parent, even if it's a teacher or a counselor or another important adult figure in your life to teach you to do better you're not going to know how to do better you're not going to realize how to improve your life or improve the lives of your children because no one has given you those tools in order to do that um and i think that even led into the sermon that my preacher preached on the next day on sunday where he started his series um gracefully broken well, can I, if I can just jump in real quick, you guys mm-hmm. had me watch that first episode. Can I just tell okay. you, I started feeling like I was going to get depressed. So I had a flashback of going to the Landmark series. You remember I told you about the Landmark that I experienced that one weekend for mm-hmm. 13 hours listening to sad ass damn stories? Wait, mm-hmm. well, oh, that. Yeah, oh, okay. I started watching that episode and was like, wait the fuck a minute. Are we finna do sad stories again? Like, no. I can't take this. I just want to tell the people, I can't take a whole bunch of sad ass shit. Like, I'm sorry. I just can't but, do it. But I think that's what we're here for. Like, yes, we like to have fun. Yes, we like to cut up. But I also think that in order to better ourselves, that there are certain things that we have to address and that we right. have to no, talk about. No, it's not about addressing. I'm saying the fact that. I just can't listen to a whole bunch of sad stories back to back. I have been permanently scarred thanks to the landmark. Like I've been permanent. <laughs> the landmark form. Don't fuck with it. If you're out there, like just don't go because the shit is fucking depressing. And I just, I had a flashback, a little PTSD. My shit started getting anxious and I didn't know what was happening. I didn't feel like I was in grave danger of my life, but I did feel like I was going to revert back to that weekend that I could not complete. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I agree with you. We can have these discussions. I just thought that we were going down that road. Okay. I'm sorry. Get back to it. Let's talk about what the pastor (laughs) said. Go. So so the first Sunday, the title of the sermon was I'm broken, but I'm blessed. Amen. And it talked about really how we're not perfect beings. Like like something is going to happen, Right. Like Mm -hmm. no one's life is perfect. Even if you think your neighbor's life is perfect and that they have everything, something is missing. However, just because we are broken, just because something is missing, like we're still blessed to be here. Mm -hmm. Right. Can I tell y'all a a quick story about that? So it was so funny when I was a kid going to church, I remember sitting like sitting there and watching people. So I went to a Baptist church, of course, as I grew up as well. And, you know, Baptist churches, I think it depends on the Baptist church. Ours wasn't really like over the top, you know, and I hate to call it over the top, but, you know, pretty reserved. You would have a few people in there that would do extraness, like extra stuff. But overall, we were kind of all kind of chill mode and whatever. 
But I remember sitting there and you, you would hear certain sermons that you would just see people just starting to cry, like women just starting to cry. And I used to sit up there and wonder, whoa, what did they go through that making them cry like that? Like, you know, I would just kind of like wonder like, oh, am I going to do that when I get older? And not that I was desiring it, but I kind of wondered about it. And baby, I sit up there now today and I said, damn. I don't want to know about this shit because I'm one of them that be sitting there with certain mm-hmm. sermons and mm-hmm. that thing touch you. And yeah. this was one sermon that I just was, it was just a nice sermon to listen to. But there are certain ones, man, I just thought, you think about that thing? And I'd be like, I sat up as a kid and I wonder if anybody else did that. Like, do you, did you sit up there and wonder what mm-hmm. happened in that person's life that would make, because they'd be quiet, but you'll just see mm-hmm. tears. And I'm just like, man, you know, being, you know, in my now late 30s, and I think I had my biggest trauma happening in my early 30s, you just sit there now and just be like, dang. Like you say, I'm, I'm, I have some broken within me, and I don't even like to say I'm broken. I have some broken things within me, but I'm still blessed. And you, you just remind yourself of that. Absolutely. But it's funny you mentioned that, KB, because my church was sort of the same. And I remember I had to be, I don't know if I was like in the eighth or ninth grade, but like one day during service, like I started crying and my mother was a trustee in church. So she would like go down before the service was over to start to count the money. So this particular Sunday, because I had started crying and my mom, I don't know about y'all, but I, once I got older, I never sat with my mom in church. I would always sit with my friends. Really? No, I sat yeah. with my mom. I sat, yeah, I sat with my mom not me, child. I used to sit with my friends in the back of the church. We used to pass notes and whatnot. That probably wasn't the greatest thing to do. However, that's why you can't um, go. This, you, you like to watch church online today. Go ahead. Actually, I don't. But you hush and mind your business. So in any event, <laughs> I can't stand you. So this particular Sunday, though, because I had started crying, she took me downstairs with her. Actually, I had to be in middle school because we were still in the old building. Um, but in any event, she was like, well, why are you crying? Like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. But, like, I just asked God to bless my family and to bless me. And, I like, I just, like, I couldn't verbalize what had come over me. But clearly, you know, now that I'm an adult and I think about it, it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit can come over you whether you're 5 or 50, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your story, KB, made me think of that particular time when I was young. And, you know, I remember another time I was in church and, like, I just wanted to scream and cry and catch the spirit. And I was afraid for the spirit to come over me because I was afraid I wouldn't stop. Okay. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's yeah, crazy yeah. or weird or whatever. You know the little... But- you know the little oh they said it's not called a a, a gif it's called a gif a gif oh yes. I've been calling it a gif so we anyway know. oh so you just <laughs> never corrected me so you just we let me be out here these streets wrong I Wait. feel like we've had that discussion before no we, we never have. had no yes, y'all have. you all talked no 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 let me tell you what happened you guys talked about me behind my back. <laughs> I, see how the Lord brings shit to light? You see that? How the Lord brings shit to light. The Lord brings sermon? the Lord Is brings stuff sermon? to light. Thank you, God, for revealing. Let me let me moment of silence. Moment of silence. Thank you, Lord, for revealing my true friends because they evidently been talking behind my back. 
because they let me I walk around for however many years just is it called gif or gif yeah however long gifs have been around <laughs> they've allowed me to walk around this bitch and say gifs okay and nobody corrected me. Hey, B, that is not true. It is true. Like, you were talking about me to sure. Like, no, 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 no. You were talking about. Let's get back onto the sermon because the Lord had already yes. revealed we himself to me about y'all. We, Don't worry about we it. We didn't mention the passage or anything. So for all the people ahead, that are listening, we were talking about John 4, 5 through 15. So that's the story of the woman at the well. So the pastor, because I took like copious notes on your it phone was just, it was so good but um i try like Say i have copious yeah <laughs> we should get a but, ding every time you do like an sat word Really? I like so we're it. Gonna, we're going to get a bell every time I say it. I should. Let me order one from Amazon real quick. <laughs> oh my God. You're so extra. Duh. Have we met? <sighs> anyway, so where was I? If you could so, just the woman at the well. Yeah, so the preacher was saying, you know, how God uses the discarded pieces of our lives and weaves them together again and makes this beautiful tapestry and how brokenness is only a part of our story and God wants us to rebound from the obstacles of life and you know you might be broken for a moment but God can make us whole and he hasn't forgotten about us um so and this is going to be a series for the rest of the month right yes correct and can I just tie that back into the show that we started to watch on Saturday that came out about motherhood? So again, with this woman who was born in Baltimore County, who is the mother to nine children, the therapist that was on the show asked the question, instead of asking ourselves, why do I do these things? We need to ask ourselves, how did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think Cause- sometimes we don't even think you know how did I get here because sometimes I feel like we don't even understand why we're doing the things that we do Mm -hmm. and sometimes it even goes back to what your parents might have done what what your grandparents might have done and how they deal with trauma and of course you know obviously most of us are African-American so slavery has a lot to do with some of the things and why people in the black community don't want to talk about certain issues or we act a certain way or we have certain attitudes. It's just because some of it was beaten into us. Some of it was beaten out of us. And, you know, that's a lot of trauma, generational trauma that's happened for hundreds of years. That's just been passed down through the generation. So it's like, how do you, how do you deal with that? I think, where do you start? Yeah. I think one of those things is a, for me is to first become aware of it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even though growing up, I always knew that I was pretty strong willed and, you know, you couldn't tell me much and that I was just that way. Right. My mom Mm -hmm. is like that. Like she's very opinionated, just kind of control, like controlling. And my dad was like laid back, chill. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I would see growing up, my mother be the dominating force in the house. Whereas my dad kind of took a backseat. And so I knew those things about me. I accepted them very early about me and just kind of was like, this is just the way the fuck it is. And I think that once you become really aware, and when I say aware, it's not just for me, 
knowing why you do something. But like you guys said, understanding where it comes from. And then do you mm-hmm. want to make a change about it? So I would say yeah. mine happened during therapy. So when okay. I was trying to save my marriage and, you know, go through that whole process, I kept going by myself and realizing, okay, I know these things about me. I know where I get them from, but do you want to make a change about it? I think that's another whole question that we sometimes mm-hmm. forget. We aware of why we do certain things. Maybe that's the first thing you become aware, but then what, what kind of change do you want to make around that? And I think that's that other piece that oftentimes we don't always dig into. And so I'll say for me, awareness is definitely the first thing, but then also setting goals to say, what do you want to do about it? Like, mm-hmm. are you happy with it? I know I'm going to run into issues later on. If I get in another relationship, I'm going to run into some of the similar issues if I continue along the same path. So I think that was for me. Right. And I think that when we interact with people, especially when it comes to other black women, right? Because sometimes we can be our own worst critics. Mm. I think we have to extend a little grace and empathy to people that we meet along the way because we never know what someone else has gone through and what their journey is and what they're experiencing. Mm. And I think that if we sort of take a little, take a backseat and kind of think about excuse me, what this other person has been through, it'll help us understand each other a little bit better. And say, you know what? I don't know what she's going through, but I'm just going to let her go through it today. Because we know that that we would want somebody to treat us that way. Like if these people only knew what I went through to get here today or what I went through to get to this place in my life. You know, I think we have to be able to reciprocate that to other people. Right. And also, you know, like you were saying, L, and this, I think this was a lesson that I had to learn this week or relearn this week. You know, when somebody does something to you, like deeply offends you and you don't agree with it and they, they hurt you, it's kind of like you have to remember that whatever they did is reflective of them. It doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with you. There's something broken inside of them that makes them act or behave a certain way. And it might be an issue that they yet have not addressed. Maybe they don't know how to address. So you kind of have to extend grace because a few years ago, like even last year, it would the way I would have reacted would have been a complete 180 from how I'm dealing with it now. But now it's like, Dang, that was really fucked up. But you know what? I really feel bad for you. And I really feel sorry for you because somewhere deep inside you're hurting Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to heal that hurt. So I'm going to pray for you and I'm just going to release that and let it go. But I can't take on that hurt because that does me no good. So. You know, one of the points I feel like that's that's big of you, Shug, by the way. I'm very proud of you with that comment. Thank you, I try. (laughs) But one of the things I think I took away a a big deal, because I feel like, you know how we say letting things go. And he talked a lot about how to become whole within this whole sermon. But one of the things I wrote down that I really felt like was a hit for me. And like you say, you relearn and start really kind of internalizing. Mm -hmm. And of course, I know why I don't really want to get in a real relationship. Let me just say that. Um, No, but I know I got to a point where I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to be in a relationship because I've been bullshitting and and I know I've been bullshitting, but I know why I'm bullshitting. Right. 
So one of the things I thought about when he made a comment is saying, don't let your hurt hinder your healing. Mm. You won't get what God has for you if you keep looking back. What's ahead Mm -hmm. is greater than what's behind me. And I think that's something I had to think about because even though I have resolved within me my current situation, I think that I also still am hesitant about moving forward because I keep thinking about what has already happened and I don't want it Mm. to happen again. And that totally hinders me from having relationships with people. So I go into situations real like, nah, I'm straight. We just going to kick it. We're going to be cool and not allowing myself that to get your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So, but I'm also, maybe I am blocking my blessing, right? Like I'm not getting what maybe God has fully for me because I'm not allowing myself to go there. So, I mean, I just thought that was a really important part about that whole thing about being broken still in certain areas and realizing that you even might be blocking your blessing. So I just wanted to say like my main, well, I had a lot of takeaways, but I think to sort of follow up with what KB said, the main thing that stuck out to me was the first point that he made where he talked about, you must pursue your healing. You have to choose better if you want Mm -hmm. to have better. Mm -hmm. And I think that, well, first of all, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. So unless you have to finish it off, you have to finish it off and say, and expecting a different outcome. Go. Thank you. And expecting a different outcome. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Sorry. So no, 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 that's fine. But I think that's probably what a lot of people's problem is. Like we do the same thing over and over and Mm -hmm. over again, regardless of who the other person is that we're interacting with and expecting shit to turn out differently. It's like, no, like you have to change your behavior in order to change the circumstances that happen in your life. Well, I try to throw some new tricks every time I meet somebody new. Like I try to do it a little different. Like I maybe not curse your ass out. Like I might be a little quieter and then I wait to curse your ass out. Like, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. I cannot with you. But like, basically he talked about, we have to pursue our own healing. So I think that's the main way that things are, that we will see like positive change in our life. Because we always, I think, wonder, like, why the same type of person keeps coming into yes. our life. Yes. And it's like, we have to change Take some what ownership. we're projecting. Yes. Because yes. mm-hmm. you are the common denominator. That part. Yeah. Because there was a time where I don't think I was a good friend to people. And I was probably you a want, little You more won selfish. one this weekend. Go ahead. Move forward. No, no, don't do that. Ooh. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> We're not going to do this here. Fine. Because we'll be here all day. We sure Ooh. will. <laughs> so, but there was a time where I wasn't a good friend. And I think I was very selfish. And what did it for me was the third person who was a friend who I hadn't talked to in a while. I just happened to run into her when I was out on a date. And she was like, oh, hey. And I was like, hey. And she didn't seem excited to see me. So... After I talked to her a little bit, well, she didn't seem excited at first, but she was also on a date. So the four of us ended up sitting together, chatting up, talking or whatever. And, you know, my date was like, well, like what happened? Like, what did you do? I was like, well, I don't really think I did anything. But I was like, let me sit down and, you know, do some self-reflection. And I was able to do that. And 
I think the hallmark of a good relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a romantic relationship, is sitting down and having the tough conversation, right? Because it's very easy to be with someone when shit is high and things are great and mm-hmm. things are awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's something, but my thing is with people who I value and have relationships with, if I have done something to hurt them or to be hurtful or you don't like it, like let's have a conversation about it and let me know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Shit ain't changed, but I'll let you know. But go ahead. Oh my God. First of all, it's your it's also delivery because because people are approached the wrong way. Sure. You get defensive. No, but you you with your little cosign just now. (laughs) No, like that's true. No, I'm not saying that you're. I'm trying to stop cursing. Shut the f up. Like what? I'm not saying that you are coming right, but you have to. But it's everybody because uh, again, and I mentioned how earlier before we started recording, like my daddy came at me the wrong way today over the telephone, and it was a turnoff. And I was like, you don't have to raise your voice, you don't have to yell. And the conversation probably lasted about ten minutes longer than it should have, but it's because like ten years ago. The old L was just sat back and taking it, right? Just like, that's my father. Like, I'm going to listen to him. I should have a level of respect. But I'm also at the age where, yes, you're my father, but you still need to respect me as an adult. And right. if you talk to me old any kind of way, like, I'm going to call you out on it. Well, that's one. I think that's one. Two, I'm not going to listen. I think that's one of those generational things that we were kind of talking about when we started. It right? is. It's that thought that we can't respond because right, we are older yeah and you know how when we grew up i don't know about y'all but we had to go into the room when the adults t- yeah. was talking yeah and it's nothing wrong with that please understand like i believe in that you know what i'm saying but i think that's one of those things and it's so crazy because my sister is like opposite of me so my mama i told y'all my mama and me are like really similar y'all know that y'all met my mama yep. mm-hmm. um you are. so when she want to get slick i'm ready to get slick Right Whereas back. my sister will mm-hmm. be like, She'll shut up. It. She'll take yeah. it. Cause she'd be like, yep. you know, okay, we, we, that's our mother. And I'd be like, and I don't never get disrespectful. Like, please believe. I know my teeth will be gone at 37. Like for that real, part. for real. Um, right. But I do have a comeback and I'm trying to be respectful with it. But I almost said, well, how do I allow? Okay. So one thing I took away from the, the cult experience with landmark is that I don't always have to win. Ooh, oh. Wow. oh you shut up right. Let me... not you. oh i thought that's the thing you are always on the defensive and you don't have to be i agree with you mm, i'm, you I'm, I'm agreeing with you all the time you're right it's i'm so sorry okay just hush right <laughs> now i let you have it don't keep pressing me all right so the point is I was like I don't always have to win and so if I can just get to a point we talk about generational you know and I don't like to use the word curses like that's the other thing I'm like it it is though because in certain circumstances but in some circumstances it's just how you are right and it's like how do you unlearn some of those things those generational uh, let's let's term let's say another term like generational upbringings or or cultures or like the way we do things and i was like how can i learn to not behavior cultural behaviors like generational behaviors boom we got it we got it 
and I know we didn't come up with that. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But anyway, the point is, we came up with that. that. Let's do it. So (laughs) the the thing is, though, and I'm a hashtag that shit generational behaviors. But that that's that's the piece. Like, how do I now unlearn how to not have to win all the time? Like, that's something I'm personally trying to work on. I think it's just like you said, first of all, you have to become aware of it. And I think that's the hard part. Because sometimes you're just going through the motions, you're just doing things and you're like, well, that's just how I am. And then you don't realize, oh, my father was angry. Well, why was my father angry? Well, my grandfather was angry. So, you know, we have a tendency to pick up behaviors because that's what we see at home Mm -hmm. and we don't realize it. So once we realize it, then we can correct it so that the children that come behind us aren't repeating the same things. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think, too, and what I also try to do now, uh, well, first of all, I don't like conflict. I don't like conflict. Same. I don't like to yell. I don't like right. to fight. I don't want to do none of that. I mean, who likes However, to fight? No, there are people who like to fight. No, there are some know. people who do. And there are right. some people who thrive we, on confrontation. Right. I'm so not fighting with you. I, I'm not arguing we, with you. I will walk away from you. Like, I don't have the energy for that shit no more. Like, I'm so sorry. No, but but Ellen and I will keep the peace to our own detriment. And I think no, we're, I trying won't. To, no, I won't. we're trying to do better, <laughs> do better about setting boundaries and being like, no, this is not okay. Because there used to be a time where I would just hold shit in and then right. I would blow up and people would be like, what the fuck? What's wrong? Right. Yeah. That's not a Libra characteristic. Did you know that? What well, I don't know where you get that from. Oh, here we go. Didn't I just say that I grew up in a household? Oh, generational or, behaviors. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I, But I also think for me, one thing that I also try to do is because especially it's to not elevate my voice. When I'm, I'm in an that. argument with someone, what I'm I bad. will try to do, I saw your face, KB. You ain't slick. I saw that. That means you fail. No, 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 no. Sometimes, I, you know, and I'm not perfect. Didn't we talk about that earlier? About being broken and realizing that there are certain things we have to fix. However, if I do realize that, I was like, okay, you know what, L? Like you're yelling, your voice is raised. And hopefully, if I calm down, the other person will calm down. Yeah. Sometimes it sometimes it don't. But I also have to realize another thing is that you cannot control other people. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. only control how you react to them. Mm-hmm. True story. And I am at a place now where for the most part, like I'm pretty happy with myself and where I am and what's going on. Like I really have like no major complaints but I also try to control who I bring into my circle so for me right and I think that's the main thing that we all have to think about right um, is toxic relationships and having people who have toxic personalities and toxic behavior like I don't need that negativity in my life like yeah. I'd rather just do without you whether you're your friend your family sorority sister co-worker whatever like if you're not good for my spirit I don't want to be around you right KB no I, I totally agree and I think one of those pieces and I'm just kind of thinking about some of those generational behaviors and how they affect you today. But I I agree with you guys. I think we've outlined some very important pieces that I would like us to kind of package really nicely. 
Um, You know, of course, we all said be aware, like be aware Mm -hmm. of what the behavior is. But you do have to go a step further, right? And say, well, what do I want to change about that? Am I happy with it? Because I mean, it might be some cases where that might be beneficial. It might be situations, you know, I tell my daughter even today, like it'll be something where she wants something. Instead of her going up there and saying that this is what she would like from that person, she'll come and tell me and expect me to go up there and fight her battles. And I told her, I said, let me tell you something because her dad is laid back. I said, let me tell you something. I'm not going to always be with you. You have to tell people what you want. You do it respectfully, but you tell them. So I think, you know, I don't want her to fall back into that little pussy ass behavior where she not saying nothing. I mean, I'm so sorry. That was wrong. Okay. Well, you know what? The Lord, I'm broken, but I'm blessed. Okay. Okay. So the, (laughs) the point is that, you know, you still have things and you want, I want to set that generational behavior correct like you you ask for what you want you do it in a very respectful way but you say what you want because you don't want it you're gonna miss out on stuff I said now what was gonna happen oh we we have full-out conversations about shit and I'd be like so if I wouldn't have been here what would have happened you know she go to horseback riding same thing she don't know how to really get the horse all the way ready by herself so I'm like so what you gonna do we gonna sit up here and just let your whole lesson pass by while you still sit up here looking fool I don't know what to tell you the class is paid for. Now you can decide to ride or not. So it's, it's things like that. So I think being aware, but then also, do you like the behavior that you're exhibiting? Do you like mm-hmm. it? If it's something that you're not completely happy with, or it's not serving you to like move you forward, do you probably need to get rid of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like then now, how do we get rid of it? It may not, you saying that I want to work on X, Y, and Z may not be enough. Let's just admit that right. you may need a professional. You may need somebody right. else to assess you. But with my therapist on Saturday. Right. And I'm starting to go back to my old one in I wanna say what, two weeks? I need so one. but that's also but that's also another thing that's very taboo in our community. We have this habit of, oh, well, just go to church and pray about and pray it. Pray it away. Yeah. And well, I think that's part always, of it. You know, I'm always gonna I'm gonna but, advocate for it, but I also but agree. Not always the nothing the only thing. nothing is ever the only thing right but nothing when, you, when it comes to black people we, we just go to church it is yes. and the answers wherever it is go right. to church Jesus. and pray it away go but who to told y'all that because i ain't never been no no thing in my household so i think that's no, a that's a that's a myth that i think we have like circulate like circulated and people actually believe it it is so many people mm-hmm. that are out here before Charlemagne the god was talking about going to therapy people was doing this shit I'm Absolutely. telling y'all. I so let's mean, not. I know I that the majority now. No, I know that the majority of people. I understand my ex husband is totally against um therapy. Like, right. will not go. Doesn't believe in it. Like, yeah, I know that that's happening. But let's again change those generational behaviors where we're not speaking that and saying, while we know that there is some, you know. I want to use an SAT word right here and I have it on the tip of my tongue, but I'm not going to do it. But anyway, we, we know that there's some ability to step outside of that. I think that we have to be the change that we want to see and start saying, mm-hmm. while you may not believe in it, or some people may not believe in it, especially in our community, because it's studies that show this, like you're not talking out your ass. Should. It's studies that show this shit yeah. about black people, but right. let's now start. Like you say, it's, People are jumping on the mental health bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad about it. Let's go. You know what I mean? Right. Let's go. 
um just yeah. to make this shit better because like you said we got shit from slavery days that we we're talking that we're about right that we're still with. dealing with so i mm-hmm. think we have to acknowledge those things but like you say what do we want to work on and how do we may need additional help to get that to get there um and and also, grace I'll- i love what l said about giving yourself grace but go ahead Shug. and also um i think this is something that a lot of people don't do like you have to be proactive about it and carving out time of your day. Like even if it's just five to 10 minutes sitting down and writing out your thoughts and your feelings will help you get through a lot of whatever it is that you might be dealing with. Cause sometimes you're just like, I feel this way and I'm not sure why. And if you take your journal, sometimes if you go back and look at what you're writing, you might pick up on patterns that you weren't even aware of or you're releasing some of this energy and it's like you're no longer carrying this around with you mm-hmm. so I think that's something that a lot of people should do like I need to write in my journal I haven't written in my diary like six months so I need to get back to that and I think we all have different ways to express that too to right cope. so yeah to cope mm-hmm. it's, yeah. You, it may be writing it may be exercising it may uh-huh. be you know, Dancing, whatever, yeah, cleaning. like I ate three bowls of cereal last night, but that could have been the edible that did that. But the point is, is that what? Okay, just let it go, shit. Just let <laughs> All right. it go, child. But that's right. we, and that's not a great way to cope with. <laughs> so, so, I don't know why I brought it up. Three I'm bowls so of cereal. <laughs> I mean, but, the three bowls of cereal was fine. Mentioning the edible was not. <laughs> That's right, the but, real issue. No, but either. even when she said three bowls up, like, is this bitch pregnant? I'm sorry, is this African queen pregnant? Is she pregnant? Listen, listen. Like, <laughs> I was gonna let the three bowls of cereals go. Because there have been times That is excessive. Like, oh my god, two? Okay, three? It was good to her. Okay. I was gonna let it go. Okay, the point I'm trying to make is that there's different ways to cope. And you just want to choose healthy ways. <laughs> because in the past i've been known to do unhealthy things to cope like drink like i was in my when i was depressed yo i was drinking wine like it was like going Mm -hmm. out of style like which i just Mm -hmm. be in here just come home you know spend all the time with my child you know when she goes to sleep i'm i'm drinking you know what i mean and i knew what it was i knew what i was doing i'm in mental health like i fucking know what i'm doing But again, it has to be, you know, just think about those, those healthy ways to cope. Right. Sorry. Yeah. This is a great conversation. This was, it was actually releasing too. I think I put the energy out that, you know, I know I'm afraid to get in a relationship, but I want to be in a relationship. And I, I don't think I've publicly said that. I said that to you guys in a private conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what am I doing to allow those relationships to come in? Because I know in the past I've been like, I'll meet somebody and be like, yo, I don't want a relationship. Like, I'm off the rip saying, you know what I mean? Wow. Right. And it's like, well, what do I need to do differently? Like, you know, and I think I pass up on somebody that is real dope because I was doing that. You know what I mean? And, yeah, but you know what? If it's Every, meant for you, he'll meant, come back. Well, yep. I don't think you need to come back. I don't think, any, it, I don't think yeah. no mistakes happen. Like, I really don't believe that. You know what I mean? I think... That was supposed to come in to show me what I could have had or what I might have mm-hmm. missed out because of my tongue. I'm gotcha. okay with that because then now the next time I'll know not to immediately say something like that as a barrier for my feelings. 
Yeah. I might have to be vulnerable. I Not don't might. Know. You will. Okay, fine. Because I have the same. Listen, I have the same issue. Okay. Because I'm real quick to say I want somebody, but then keep my hand out to keep him at a distance. No, so that's I true. Get it. And you know what? I think the, the talk about generational behaviors. I'm gonna say one more thing. I think it's so interesting because we know we we're kind of talking about. We can think you you everybody can think about growing up and how it was in your household, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can always we know why we do the same things that we do, like the things that we do. Most of us know. Most people are aware at this point in their life. And maybe if you're not, think about it. It's something really interesting to really kind of like dig into within right. yourself, but. And again, I had a professional that helped me bring that out, right? So the thing I think was so interesting is that, you know, my mother was one way, but then when she was reborn, I was 16 by the time she was reborn. Now, we always went to church like that. I, y'all know I've been doing this. Like, I don't know no other way, right? Yeah. But she was reborn at 16, which meant I saw different behaviors in the house after that. But yeah. at that point, shit, I didn't see, you know, my mom be slick with a tongue for 16 years you know what i mean and and getting yeah. her way by bossing up so now how do i unlearn that i wasn't interested in unlearning that shit you know what i mean so i felt like this is the way i have to go through life and it was so crazy because when i got married my mother would start to say little things to me like kb you know maybe you don't want to say it that way like you know to your husband mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to do that and i used to look at her like you the one to talk you know what i'm saying because i'm remembering mm-hmm. When yeah. I was a kid and how you talked to my dad and my stepdad. So I'm yeah. just like, what? Chai, please. But she was trying to warn me. But again, that's right. one of those things mm-hmm. where it things had to happen the way they happened so that I can get to this point today. That right. Part. So I yeah. think that we need to realize generational behaviors, while some may be negative, they also bring you to a point today where now you're moving forward. You can be an example of somebody else and be a blessing to somebody else too, which is story. Right. And I also think, I'm sorry, KB, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but you bring up a great point too, because I think. I bring up a lot of great points because I'm just, I'm great. I just want to say that, but go ahead. Okay, girl. So (laughs) in any event, um, what I think is important is, is that as we make these changes and as the people in our lives make these changes, we can't keep bringing up who they used to be. Yes. We can't keep bringing up the past. Say that again. Yeah. We need to let. We need to embrace this new person and who they are, and meet them where they are. Yeah. So I think that's super important. Love it. Any last Thank words, you. Suge? Yeah. No, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Um, and unlearning. Yeah, and I think that's that's the biggest part. I'm unlearning behaviors that used to help me cope with things when I was younger. So sometimes you'll do something just to get through the situation and then it's no longer it's no longer serving you. So sometimes your coping mechanisms are actually hindering you from getting to the next level because now you have to find a new and better way of dealing with things. So that's kind of where I am. I'm unlearning a lot of unhealthy behaviors and starting to learn better ways of setting boundaries and speaking up more and cut off bad people and bad things. So that's good for you. Yeah. That's excellent. So for our, I am woman, hear me roar segment, we are highlighting the goat Serena Williams because Earlier this week, she won her 100th, is that a word? 
Yeah, 100th is a word. 100th. Thank you. I just want to make sure I was pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> oh, like, y'all <laughs> let me walk around and say GIF, and it was GIF. It was, wait, what? what is it? GIF. It's a gift. Okay. Not gift. No, not gift. GIF. GIF. Yes. <sighs> All right. Lord have mercy. Proceed. So, in any event, Serena killed it at the U.S. Open, and she clinched her 100th win. So, we are excited for her cheering her up and she's on her way to win her 24th grand slam title. So good luck to her. We love you, Serena and good luck. And additionally, we also have to highlight our very own Dr. Kimberly Brown Pelham, who was with us a few episodes ago, excuse me, in her new book titled black women in science, a black history book for kids. So It officially goes on sale on October 8th, but you can pre-order it now. And did y'all order y'all, y'all, y'all pre-orders yet? Yes, boo. I haven't um, pre-ordered mine yet, but my STEM organization, She Loves STEM, we've ordered a couple so we could pass out to um, young ladies at some of our events. So you've ordered then, you've supported. Yes. Yeah, well, I have, like, there's a ton of girls in my family, so I want to order a book for each one of them, so. Excellent. So. Well, you know, I, you know, Suge and I are in STEM. So, yeah. of course, you know, this is, like, we were Major. super excited about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And some she, of our friends are featured in the book, so that's exciting, too. Yes. Our friends and sorority sisters. So, so what's the name of the book again, just for the listeners, one more time? It is called Black Women in Science, a Black History Book for Kids by Dr. Kimberly Brown Pelham. And let and her please go to Amazon. And let her pre-order on Amazon. But please let her know that we sent you. Tell her the yes. FNF uh sent you and give her a shout out. She's at uh conceptual not conceptual, I'm talking about conceptual. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the history. Shout out to our <laughs> <laughs> and I even had no drink. But anyway, we've been, we've been saying it for the longest. We, but had, we like haven't. A month. Yeah. Yes. Let her know that you pre-ordered the book and that we sent you. So again, listeners, please check out Dr. Kimberly Brown Pelham at the History Consultants on IG, and again, give her a shout out. Let her know the FNF sent you. And I know that we've had a great conversation. So listeners, once again, please let us know your thoughts on this particular topic around generational behaviors. Let us know your story and behaviors that you want to change. Hit us up on any of our social media platforms or send us an email, femnoirfiles at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms, Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also listen to us where you listen to your favorite podcast. If you listen to us on Apple, be sure to rate and review us. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Thank you all, and this has been another episode of the Sim Noir Files. Bye. Sometimes I don't want to feel those I try to run it away. Thought in my head be feeling clearer, clearer. I travel 70 states. Thought moving around make me feel 